Series 2 of the 15 Minute Coffee. My name is Alan and um, I'll be your host today and I'll be your host for the whole series. Um, Neve and Drew have had to take a step back from the 15 Minute Coffee podcast. So I am taking over and um, so you better get used to hearing my voice because I'll be doing the interviews and I'll be doing a lot of talking. So today we're talking to Neve Talent from her sport that I Her Sport is a website set up in 2018 with the goal of empowering women in sport, leveling the playing field and increasing participation of women in sport. Since 2018, Her Sport has gone from strength to strength, racking up 40,000 Instagram followers, 5,000 Facebook followers, and almost 1,000 YouTube followers. I really enjoyed today's chat with Neve and I think her determination and her grit really comes across in the interview and I have no doubt that her sport is going to be a powerhouse the next few years. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the 15 Minute Coffee. Um, we're here today with Neve Talent from hersport.ie. Welcome Neve. Hi, how are you? Thanks for coming along. No problem at all. So, so, so let's get straight into it. Um, I like to start. I like to go back to the very start, and uh, as as people normally do. Um, so I suppose growing up, did you have many female role models in your life? Um, yeah, I suppose I like obviously like my like my mom and my um like my grandparents and uh, like I have aunts and stuff as well. Um, I suppose as a kid, I had a couple of, um, you know, female friends that were older than me that I would have looked up to. Um, and then something that I probably took for granted at the time, but I had three female coaches when I was involved in swimming, uh, which was something that I actually didn't notice as unusual until um, I was older and probably started her sport. Um, but I suppose they would have been the kind of female role models that I grew up with. Yeah. And in terms of sort of, more high profile um role models or sort of just sports people um, mm-hmm. d- did you find when you were younger was there a lot of representation i know it's probably hard when you're a child to re- notice but how do you how do you compare sort of representation of female sports back when you were a child compared to now yeah i think uh like now, obviously, that's what we're trying to do is to get the visibility of um, of athletes out there so that, you know, young girls and boys do have, um, you know, elite athletes to look up to. Um, when I was younger, like the in, involved in swimming, like, you know, Michael Phelps, like everybody looked up to Michael mm. Phelps. And I don't really think that some somebody on the female side stood out to me. Like uh, maybe when I was a bit older, like um, Katie Ledecky is pretty impressive yeah. and Becky Adelaide and, and stuff. Um in tennis, then you look at like obviously the Williams sisters, and I think like they've obviously done so much. So I suppose there's like a couple of people that are you know superstars in their respective sports um, that people would admire. Um, but I just think that you know there's so many more out there that people need to know about, and mm. you know in their respective countries, like there wasn't necessarily um, Irish athletes like that I would have been 
like you know obviously everybody would look up to like Sonia Sullivan and, and yeah, Katie Taylor yeah. some like massive work as well but um you know sometimes in your respective sports um the names aren't known in the mainstream we'll say yeah um yeah, so yeah. that's what we're trying to do is change that yeah doing great work by the way <laughs> thank you um so I suppose going on from that um one of the biggest things I've noticed from playing and coaching and watching sport is um the sort of dropout rate the sharp dropout rate that comes in girls teams um once they become teenagers uh, around the age of 14 15 and i saw on your website that um girls drop out of sport twice at twice the rate of boys once they reach age 14 which is a mad stat but mm-hmm. what do you think can be done to ensure young women stay in sport well into their teenage years and adulthood I think it's about understanding the barriers uh, for girls and women in sport. Um, you know, there's a number from, you know, people having like personal experiences and personal fears, like um, lack of information and education. Like it can be around like menstrual cycle, body image, uh, shaving, like these things that, um, you know, still coaches are predominantly male and they maybe didn't experience some of these things. So it's about getting that understanding and actually, um, you know, understanding why they're dropping out and helping them overcome mm. some of these things, like opening the conversations on some of these topics could, could make a huge difference. Um, and then it's about, you know, feeling like they're getting the support. So whether it's in coaching, whether it's in equipment, whether it's access to pitches or, you know, uh, kit. Um, we hear a lot of stories across the country and internationally as well about, you know, women kind of being treated as second class and not getting the opportunities, but like you have to demonstrate your investment, you have to demonstrate your support mm. and, you know, commit for a couple of years and the, the tide will kind of change. So, um, you know, sometimes people just get sick of not getting that support and, you know, in, in the likes of a football team or a rugby team, like if you're struggling with numbers at 13, 14, 15 years old, that becomes kind of disheartening for the people to come down and keeping teams together. So like, um, when you look at like male counterparts and if you look at like the volume of athletes that they might have on their side of things, like it can really, it can be really difficult uh, when you feel mm. like you're fighting all the time to, to get what you feel you deserve. Um, you know, it's like we hear lots of stories about, um, you know, pitch access and, and kit and equipment and that. And, um, you know, we just need to move on from that and make sure that we're providing across the country in different sports um, equally. Yeah. And I suppose like when when girls that age look up and see even senior teams aren't being treated equally, mm-hmm. then what what hope do they have to be sort of given a level playing field? And why would they say Yeah, absolutely. Like one of the, the most disappointing things that I heard last year was actually a group of transition year students had contacted us and they had done well um, in a competition um, for their school and the boys had um, not actually achieved this, to the same level as uh, the girls had years previous but the treatment they got was just completely different like the the boys like it was a you know a big deal was made of their success um they were getting a uh, kit bought for them they got buses of people out to come and watch them compete in it i think it was maybe a leinster final or you know a provincial mm-hmm. final or something um and then the girls had made it to an all-ireland final and it just wasn't the same they had to you know buy all their own kit and um, it just wasn't as exciting. There weren't as many mm. people coming out to support and everything. And, and they felt um, hard done by really. And I think, you know, in school, it's so important, um, you know, if we can't even demonstrate equality and I guarantee 
in the six years or five years that they're in secondary school somewhere in their classes they're talking about equality and talking about gender equality and then they're not actually demonstrating it in their own school I think it's just really disappointing um because that's absolutely level like that's you know critical years of education and essentially they're being taught that they're not going to be treated the same throughout their life yeah it's 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 sort of a, a microcosm of of society and mm-hmm. if that's not if it's if they don't feel equal in that then absolutely um so I suppose moving on um you've spoken to many many successful sports women since setting up her sport in 2018 including uh, a big hero of mine Rachel Blackmore um so what are the biggest takeaways you've gotten from talking to such accomplished athletes um yeah, no, it's look, it's it's great to be able to to chat to so many different athletes and learn from them and hear their experiences and that. Um, what are the key takeaways? Um, I guess in sport, like to be successful, like at, at elite level, like it's a lot of hard work. Um, sometimes it's a bit of luck. Um, and it's um, you know, about like taking the opportunities that uh, are are kind of put in front of you sometimes, and I think that can be applied in life across the board. It's not necessarily just in sport. Um. You know, some people have had uh, trials and tribulations in terms of like how they've gone to where they've gotten, um, but they've kind of kept their head down and um, managed to get to these heights. So it's about, you know, they're paving the way and, and hopefully making a difference for people um, of the future. And we want to just keep seeing that happen. So obviously that's why we're trying to work with these athletes and, and give them the profile. Like we want to see them get opportunities and sponsorship and, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, help keep them in their sport and give them the credit that they deserve like the the men do um and we just want to see things change like we don't I like I don't want her sport to have to exist in 10 years and I know that sounds like a strange thing to say but like we want to move on from this we want girls and women to have the same opportunities as men and that's just to be taken for a given mm. and do you, do you sort of find inspiration from that sort of grit and does it do you bring that into your business and into her sport and does it inspire you when you talk to these people to keep going uh yeah like I have huge respect obviously for people that have achieved and um you know I, I understand the hard work and determination that it comes in but I suppose like from my own perspective like I've learned a lot from sport myself and um yeah like I do want to push forward for these athletes that are achieving and make sure that they get the the same credit like I've watched you know male and female athletes that have achieved the same but haven't been treated the same um in terms of like success and um Mm. you know the celebration that maybe comes with some of what they've achieved but like I've learned a lot from my own um sporting career we'll say like I've been involved in um you know competitive sports since I was 11 or 12 so I've learned the the discipline and the resilience and all that kind of from my own journey I um experienced that myself and you know have always been involved like probably since I was 11 or 12 I've been involved in you know training between six and ten times a week so um I would say yeah. I don't need anybody else to teach me that I, I know uh, like what the hard, yeah, hard work is and like yeah. if you put the yeah. yeah like if you put the time in you're, you're gonna get the you're gonna get the reward for it and you know like yeah I do apply that in um like in in her sport and in, in what we're doing like we know that if we just keep crafting that uh, it'll pay off and, and we have seen it so um yeah we'll get there yeah um so Last month was International Women's Day, as I'm mm-hmm. sure you know, um, and the slogan for the day was hashtag break the bias. So mm-hmm. what does this slogan mean to you personally? And do you find these sort of events and slogans effective in raising awareness of gender equality? 
Um, I will be totally frank and I would say I have mixed feelings around International Women's Day. Um, you know, we speak to a lot of people about it, um, people from all different backgrounds, like whether it's, uh, you know, peers or whether it's people in business or, uh, you know, whether it's athletes, you know, people from a range of backgrounds. Um, International Women's Day is very busy and a lot of people are starting to feel that way. And, you know, you have a lot of businesses and organizations coming forward and talking about International Women's Day and highlighting what they're doing and so many events, like the amount of events I was in invited to this year and you can't get to them all. And because there's so much happening on International Women's Day, sometimes you can't see them all. Like you can't even see them all on social media or, um, you know, on websites and stuff. Like there's just so much coming at you that it's very hard to consume. So personally, like I'd like to yeah. see more of an effort coming on a consistent basis, like over a year's period. I Like I think actually March, yeah. like if we're focusing yeah. on it through March, like that, that would actually make things a little bit easier to get involved in things for the whole mm. month. Because I think the day... You know, obviously it's great to, um, you know, highlight it and have a particular day to focus on. But I think it's just very noisy. And, you know, a lot of people say they feel like it's a tick the box exercises for for companies. And we want to see the demonstration and commitment on a com like a year basis, like a, a consistent basis. Mm. And, you know, doing one event, like, are you actually committed to gender equality? Are you actually like committed to breaking the bias? And you have to hope that people are. Yeah. But, um while a demonstration on a day uh, is great um you know we want to see it more and, and look I'm not in I know in in some organizations you know like you might be in a corporate company where you have a couple of hundred um employees and uh that might be effective and impactful in that environment but from how yeah. I consume it and how uh, you know a number of people that I have spoken to about this um they feel like you know we want to see more than just um one day but um you know for us um that's what we're doing every day uh, and we just want more people to kind of get involved uh, in that and um, you know it's it shouldn't be a you know check the box exercise and a one day event you know yeah I, I, I suppose it's it's easy to lose <clears throat> the the back the, the message of the day when there's so many things going on and there's so many things to follow yeah you just have so much coming at you and like mm. it's it's great like there's some really great initiatives out there and really yeah. great events yeah, yeah. but like like i must have been invited to five or six things and like it's it's physically impossible for me to be there mm. um and i would have loved to go to all of these events but if they were spread yeah. out like if something was like three days later then you have more potential to attend them and and a, you know to experience them and meet people that are interested and you know see like obviously from our, our side like how can we collaborate or how can we spotlight some of these things but mm. when so many things like we have a lot of organizations and asking us like how can we work with you on international women's day and you know you can only be yeah. in one place or and you know like obviously with our team like we can send people to a few places but not that many you know it, it doesn't have to be international women's day that's the thing i always find it's like why why yeah, does it absolutely. have to be that one day when it could be like not every day but like it's it's there's no sort of yeah i think the month is easier like mm. if there's if, if it's been spotlighted for a month and yeah. organizations want to get involved and, and do different initiatives over a month i think that's much easier to consume and get involved in yeah. um and takes that kind of pressure off people committing to one day and the noise like there's just so much going on that actually like for brands like it's great to put up a post and say something but like if you want to do something like you'll actually get more attention probably a week later Mm. um because people because the noise has died down and then you're yeah. you know, saying what you're doing and, and people through, can actually see it, it and consume mm. it 
So the last question, um, because we're heading into 15 minutes here, um, the question <laughs> we ask all of our guests is, um, what does success look like to you? So how do you measure success in your business and your personal life? And do you consider yourself successful right now? Uh, what does success look like? Um, like it's ambitious. Like what does success look like for us is mm. that girls have the same opportunities that boys and men do. Like girls and women have the same. Um, and, and that, you know, we're not having to keep fighting the corner and um, that there's gender equality and this is the fifth goal of the united nations and you know it's something that's on the agenda i think for a lot of people all the time but like mm. are we getting towards it um so yeah that would be success for us is it achievable in my lifetime i hope so but i i don't know um you know we would continue to measure like uh, anecdotally in terms of like qualitative analysis and um you know, the stories that we get back and how we're positively impacting um, in in sport and for girls and women. And then also, um, you know, the volume of people that are getting involved in her sport and, um, you know, following us and how our audience is growing and all that type of thing. Like, there's some of the things that we would measure. Like, you have to have uh, targets and we do have that every every year. And that's something, obviously, that we would measure. So, like, we have, we have big goals in terms of, um, you know, how many followers we want to have how many readers we want to have uh, how many schools uh, and business organizations we want to connect to and deliver talks to and that type of thing so um I guess that there that was the bigger goal and they're kind of the, the smaller goals like along the way oh and am I successful <laughs> I, yeah I just thought I just remember the second part am I successful um I would say we're doing okay. I am not where I want to be just yet. I, as an organization, we're not where we want to be just yet. Like we've only really just kicked off and there's so much more that we can achieve. So uh, while we have had, you know, wins and successes along the way, like, uh, no, we haven't achieved what we want to. Brilliant. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for giving me your time. I know you're, you're busy and you're doing great work. So keep up the good work. Yeah, no, no problem at all. Great to chat to you. Thank you.